Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, Northlanders, <clears throat> tomorrow's a big day for me, at least, since I'm a baseball aficionado and love baseball. Tomorrow, pitchers and catchers report. Do, do we have something else going on in the background? I think we did. I'm not sure. Are we on the air? Fred, we have UFOs. We have unidentified flying objects. We also have unidentified audio objects. Oh, okay. Pay no attention That's to that man behind the microphone no that you can't to see. That voice coming out of the, uh, <laughs> I apologize. Yes, okay. uh, my bad. Well, listen. Uh, so Nikki Haley has evidently already made her announcement this morning in uh, in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. She, of course, is the former uh, governor of South Carolina, and uh, she was expected to announce, and I guess d- did announce this morning, uh, that she is uh, the first candidate that's out there. Now, some people may wonder, they may remember, of course, that she was the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, and she was rather tough and rather straightforward with the Soviets and everybody else during uh, her position. But they also remember that she just kind of non-ceremoniously gave the job up and and resigned as the as a secretary or as a US ambassador. So they wonder who is she? Well, I'll give you a little bit of background on her. First of all, she wasn't born Nikki Haley. Uh she was born Nim, Nimrata Randwa. She, her she's uh she's uh Indian immigrants. Her her parents are Indian immigrants from the nation of India. Uh, she's the daughter of Indian immigrants. She was born here in this country, though, and given the name Nimrata Randwa, and then evidently changed it to Nikki, or somehow Nimrata became Nikki, and then she married, and her last name became Haley. Um, anyway, she claims to be the biggest thing she brags about in her, um, I, I guess it's her uh, her background, is that she has never lost a race that she has run. She's run for state government in North Carolina. She ran for governor, uh, and she's never lost, ever lost a race. So um, she thinks that's going to give her a heads up. And it, I mean, she's uh, she's a very well-respected woman. Haley became South Carolina's first female and Asian-American governor when she was elected in 2010. She won re-election in 2014, spent six years in the South Carolina legislature before that. Um, she did a lot of things that uh, was very positive for some people and negative for others. For example, uh, she got rid of the Confederate flag in South Carolina. She said the Confederate flag uh, uh, has been considered a sign of slavery, and it's just not appropriate, so they changed their flag in South Carolina. There were a lot of uh, old Yankee boys or old rebel boys that didn't want to see that change. But she said at the time, it's time to move the flag from the Capitol grounds. Uh, and Haley did that in a June 22nd news conference, um, removed the Confederate flag at that time. Another act that Haley made with a long-term implication, she appointed Tim Scott to replace retiring Senator Jim DeMint in 2012. And now it turns out that Tim Scott might end up running for the, uh, uh, the on the presidential ticket on the Republican side as well. So somebody that 
She gave a hand up to me to come back and try to bite her. In 2016, she gave the Republican response to former President Barack Obama's State of the Union. So it's much like uh, Huckabee. Uh, Sanders, uh, Sanders, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders did the response to Joe Biden's State of the Union. One topic she made sure that she discussed was immigration. She said uh, at that time, back in 2016, she said, we must fix our broken immigration system. That means stopping illegal immigration. It means welcoming properly vetted legal immigrants, regardless of their race or religion, just like we have for centuries. So that's, you know, kind of her belief pattern there. Um, What did she accomplish as U.N. ambassador? Well, Uh, In 2017, Haley served as Trump's ambassador. She unexpectedly stepped down in 2018, but during her tenure, Haley announced sanctions against Russia, a move that that, uh, rankled White House aides. Uh, National Economic uh, Counselor Director Larry Kudlow suggested that Haley uh, was momentarily had confusion Uh, And she said, with all due respect, uh, Mr. Kudlow, I don't get confused. So she said she knew exactly what she was doing. In June 2018, Haley announced the U.S. was pulling out of the U.N. Human Rights Council. I want to make it crystal clear, this step is not a retreat from our human rights commitment, Haley said. We just don't feel that that council recommends what is right with human rights. Haley is a pro-life Republican. She's a big supporter of Israel. She supports cracking down on illegal immigration. So that's uh, basically the things that she's for, and she's she's running on the Republican ticket against, uh, I would assume, her old boss. Uh, you know, former President Trump has come out and said he is going to run, uh, whether he'll legally... Uh, if there are any other lawsuits or whatever filed against him, who knows? You know, they're going to the Democrats are trying everything possible to keep him off the ticket. But in the meantime, there's another guy in the wings that uh, may come out, and that's uh, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis from the state of Florida here. So so the first candidate on the Republican side has uh, made her announcement this morning, and that's Nikki Haley. Um, now, there's a. A couple of other things that are going on here, uh, well, lots of things going on, but a couple of things that you need to know about. Uh, two Republican senators are taking aim at Biden's administration over its support for the Washington, D.C. Uh, council bill. You know, they, D.C. is not really uh, a state. Uh, they're a, uh, you know, district of, district of Columbia. Uh, they're a district. They're not a state. They have filed a uh, petition that their goal, their intention is to give voting rights to illegal immigrants and non-citizens, including uh, those that might be members of the Chinese Communist Party residing in the city, the right to vote in local elections. Well, Senator Katie Britt from Alabama and Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas are using the Senate to take back a joint resolution that would stop the bill in its tracks following the House representatives' passage last Friday of a bipartisan resolution of disapproval of D.C.'s measure. In fact, the vote last Friday on House uh, House File 24 
was a 260 to 162 vote. Uh, So despite Democratic leaderships urging its members to oppose the resolution, 42 Democratic members of the party said, you know what, that's just not right. You you should have to be an American citizen to vote, and we're not going to give people that are illegal immigrants, especially those that may have snuck across the border and be members of the Chinese Communist Party, voting rights in our country. Britt accused D.C. and other Democratic-run municipalities of diluting the value of the American citizenship with the push to allow illegal immigrants to vote and added that it was effectively disenfranchising hard-working American citizens, insulting those American citizens who came to our country legally and took the time and effort to go through the citizenship process. You know, Brad— And that is, that is important, I think. It absolutely is, and I'm gra- glad you're talking about this, Brad, because the Constitution— the 26th Amendment, Section 1, the right of citizens of the United States who are 18 years of age or older to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state. And it goes on. Are these people citizens? Are they legal citizens of the United States? No. Are no, they 18 not. years of age or older? And now we're hearing well, that some jurisdictions want to lower the, the voting age. They want to rewrite yeah, the Constitution, Brad. Or This is crazy. This is that wonk mentality of so many people out there. Well, this is what, this is what uh, um, um, she said. Uh, you know the thing. Um, yeah, the thing. The thing. <laughs> oh, you mean that Constitution? Sarah Huckabee. Sarah Huckabee Sanders said it's yeah. you're, you're either on the side of normal or crazy. Yeah. And uh, and Democrats pushing illegal immigrants and even those that are members of the Communist Chinese Party to give them the right to vote in local elections. What next? Give them the right to hold office? Maybe is a right something that you earn. Or you just it's supposed to be come into a, a situation illegally and you can just grab whatever you want. That's what I like in this too, Brad. These smash and grabs. It just came and grabbed it. Here it is. You got this, you yeah. got that. Here's a watch, here's some jewelry, here's some perfume from Walgreens, you just smash and grab and run and leave. Oh, and here's the right to vote. Take that too. Yeah. <laughs> why why do you think, Kenny? That the Democrats are pushing something like well, I'll this, tell you especially why. In, it's, in, it's a power. Uh, it's a power game. Power yeah. is the name of the game for Democrats. That power controls you, and sadly, a lot of people want that. Oh, at any cost, they want that power. Well, listen, we got to take our first. But break the power isn't to them. Weeks. The power is no, to the not. people that are supposedly granting it. In this case, exactly. the crazy. Democrats. They're crazy. Sarah Huckabee Sanders hit it right on the head. You're either a part of normal or you're the crazy. We we saw it last night at the Duluth City Council, and I hope I can talk about this before your show is over, Brad. And uh, this was uh, something that was in the consent agenda. It was an item that was pulled. It was the parking issue here. The inter, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Technology Village parking ramp. That is a city-owned ramp. And uh, they have now allocated $165,000 to put in an access control system. Uh, They're going to uh, upgrade the security there, and it needs it. This is a problematic 
location in the heart of downtown Duluth that has been yeah. overrun by thugs, creeps, and criminals. And last night, for some reason, Councillor Owl and Mayu made this about, we have to have compassion for the homeless. Brad, oh, God. that's not their home. No. <laughs> well, it may be, but it's not supposed to be. And this is a real a big ramp. problem. It's it's a it's a combination of public safety, public health, public uh, decency, and you had these two counselors. That, I think you gotta be concerned about the homeless, and you know they have right. They went on and on about that sappy stuff that you know they like oh, to talk about. Man. Well, uh, Councillor Owl wanted to table the, the measure. They've been working on this for years. Councillor Randorf, this is her district. She spoke up, thank God. Anyways, uh, the uh, the uh, motion to table was denied. Was and, denied. And it, and it passed nine zero. It passed. Oh, you mean this was an item pulled from consent that they discussed okay. last night for okay. forty five minutes. And then they passed in favor of it. Yes. Yeah. So Owl and Mayu saw the light. Oy, 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 oy. Crazy. Okay. Well, you know, this is the whole... I'm glad that I'm so old that I... See, I, I, I'm I, so old that I, I, I don't want to live under socialism. I'm addicted <laughs> to luxuries like toilet paper, you know, electricity, food, clean water, shoes, things yes. like that. And I know we're running past break here, but Brad, you're absolutely right. You're much older than me, but I'm old enough... <laughs> but I'm old enough... You know, to know that we had it so good, we don't realize how bad we had it. Granted, we lived through Jimmy Carter, but still, we had it good back then. And uh, times have changed. We really did. And you know what? These uh, future Gen Xers and millennials, they can have their politics. You can have it. Destroy this city. I'll tell you what. This is this is really. You know, every year is an important election. I guess. But this year for Mayor Duluth is really a hard, hard election. We've got to get somebody like Roger Reinhardt back in there that will take the city and start to turn it in the right direction. Otherwise, it will be nothing but Wonksville. Might as well change the name. Brad, it goes beyond Wonksville. It goes beyond woke. This is leftist, progressive, zealot. This is a religion for a lot of these climate deniers, not deniers. Thank God I'm a climate denier. I don't want to be grouped (laughs) in with those uh, climate climate emergency zealots. This is a religion to them. If you don't want to look look what Al Gore did a couple of weeks ago when he was at that uh, conference and he screamed and he yelled, we've got to act now or else we're all going to die. Well, you know what? We've got to act now, Kenny. We've got to take a break. <laughs> KDAL time is 12.28 in 2-1. 12.28, there it is. And, Brad, my uh, thermometer down at the Army Corps of Engineers is not working. Uh, I don't know Uh-oh. what's going on down there. Yeah, but I can tell you the National Weather Service in Duluth here, 37 degrees. And looking at the uh, weather radar, there's rain. Not right downtown uh Parts of Duluth uh, is seeing rain, but the majority of the rain right now, believe it or not, is to our north, south, east, and west. Uh, Duluth's kind of like in this little bubble. Yeah. Are we going to get, is this going to be a good enough rain that it's going to knock down some of these uh, snow drifts? Or not, not that well, much. it will. It will take care of that. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, dirt and dust uh, this past winter. But uh, believe it or not, we're uh, we're below normal on precip for the month, not for the season. 
uh, but for the month. And uh, snowfall, uh, we're okay on snowfall. We are down for the month, but we're going to be okay there. But I was just looking here yesterday in Duluth. 41 was the high. 24 is normal this time of the year. 20 was our low yesterday, and the normal low is 5 above. Brad, I talked to Jim Stuckel out of Tortoise and Hare Footwear, 40th and Grand. Yeah. He can't join us today. We're going to try to check in with him on Thursday or Friday. He had, I think he said, 15 stitches. He had some surgery on his lip or part of his mouth, and he's Ooh. not talking too well. I said, well, you know, it it doesn't sound too bad, but no, he he declined. But I got to tell you, I was out <laughs> shoveling uh, the last couple of days because we've had nice weather, but there's still sure. a lot of ice on the shady side of my oh, house. And I had my uh, ice bugs on. I got to tell you, Brad, I almost seem infallible. I almost seem like I'm walking on yeah. water. Those things yeah. are amazing. Yeah. They really oh. are. I've had people write me about about getting them and just thanking us for talking about them, that they didn't even know they existed before that. And they said, it has saved my bacon numerous times when all of a sudden there was ice and I didn't even know it was there, but I'm not sliding or slipping on it. Yeah, so, yeah it's and, and I put them on because in the backyard I have a, a somewhat backyard. I've got a city lot, but it's nice. It's fenced in. It's, you know, where the dog runs. And I've got to, you know, tend to it on a regular basis. And uh, I go out there, and it's at a little bit of a slope, so I wear those ice bugs. And uh, i got to tell you, they've, uh, they're just amazing. They really are. And tortoise and hare footwear is where you get them. Oh, and they are one of our great sponsors. By the way, I was uh, given the... Uh given the go-ahead to uh, talk about advertising on our show because we know and and many of our long-term sponsors know that it really works we recently uh, were privy to the uh, to the rating numbers and our rating book this last book was very very good uh, since moving over onto kdl things have gone well but i'm feeling lonely for a couple of type of sponsors kenny and i would like to find somebody like you know, and I, I'm kind of selective. I got to be honest with you. Uh, when I do live ads, I try to do them only for one type of specific business. For example, Dahlberg Law Firm has been with us for, I think he said, 16 or 17 years. And I wouldn't do live ads for another uh, law firm. Same thing with uh, Solutions Insurance and people like that. But I really miss our car dealership that we had with Pat Ringel. Pat and I got along famously. Pat was such a great guy and did so many great things for veterans. So if we can find, uh, you know, if there's a, a car dealership out there that would like some name recognition, we'd be happy to talk to them about doing some live spots uh, with, uh, with, I'm sure you will find the kind of results that you're looking for. Anyway, that's it. And we're going to go to our CBS News break, find out what's happening in the world, and then we'll come back. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about this bill that just passed in the Minnesota House to give every kid in Minnesota free breakfast and free lunch, even if your parents are millionaires. What is going on in this state? We'll be right back. KDAL time is 1237, 37 degrees in Duluth. There is light rain being reported at the uh, International Airport. Brad, there are no weather warnings. There are no advisories or watches here in the Twin Ports. And yet to our west, there are winter weather advisories. And you go a little further west uh, along the uh, Minnesota-North Dakota border, you've got blizzard warnings in effect. Ooh. Yeah. Out in the west side of Lucky dogs out there getting a blizzard warning. Oh, Jeez, man. are they lucky? Go not go to school and do things <laughs> like that. Yeah.
you know, I want to get into the discussion about this because this has not been passed yet. Uh, the governor has not signed the bills. Uh, last Thursday, the House, uh, the Minnesota House approved it on a 70 to 58 basis. 70 votes for, 58 votes against. And what it did is it said that we, uh, in the state of Minnesota, that we are going to provide all kids, all children, free uh, well, th- that's kind of a misnomer because uh, uh, they say free breakfast and free lunch, and yet at the same time they appropriate 198.6 million for free lunch and 25.2 million for free breakfast. Well, where, where do the funds originate from? Out of your back pocket, Ken. Well, why don't they Out say that? Wallet. Why don't they be honest and fair with the children, Brad, and say taxpayer funded? Don't say free. Yeah. Well, and it's it's not free, but here's the thing. And nobody wants to see kids go to school hungry. But but let me ask you. We have things called AFDC, we have uh food stamps, we have all of those kinds of things that are supposed to do what? What is they they give these uh financial aid programs to single parents who have kids to to do what to help feed their kids we had this this unbelievable theft program feeding our future uh a year ago that did what stole 300 and some million dollars from taxpayers and it was supposed to be a program to allow uh, funding to feed children that weren't even in school. This The schools were closed, but they said, oh, these kids still need funding. They still need food. So they can come to my restaurant in the evening and we'll provide them with a free meal and blah, blah, blah. And of course, it was a scam. It was set up. Nobody, n- no parent ever complained about the kids not getting a meal because they really didn't need it. They were getting fed at home. They were still getting AFDC. They were still getting food stamps. They were still getting all of those kinds of expenditures. And they will still get them if this bill in turn passes. In fact, parents will have the money if they need to feed the kid at school. You know, it's almost frightening that this could lead to obesity. You could have some children uh, eating breakfast at home. And then going to school and eating another breakfast just to be social. Go in the cafeteria in the morning with your buddies and have uh, have Cocoa Krispies or whatever you're going to have uh, as a as another meal. And you know, don't get me wrong. I I totally understand that if a kid goes to school without eating in the morning, not going to probably learn. Uh, not it's not going to create an environment that's going to be well for them to learn in. But why do we in Minnesota wrap everybody and into the same blanket? Why do we say, okay, John, yeah, you make a million dollars a year in your uh, distributing business, but we're going to give your kids free breakfast and free lunch, just like uh, Susie, who has a job working at Hardee's for uh, minimum wage uh, 10 hours a week. We're going to give you both the same benefit. That makes no sense. Why don't why don't we take the benefit and give it to those that really need it? As as uh, when I'm when I'm reading this resolution here, um, 
there was an attempt by some people, uh, by some uh, House members and uh, other members in the, uh, to change the way it was written and to say, you know what, uh, uh, well, here, uh, Representative Peggy Bennett, a Republican from Albert Lee, offered an unsuccessful amendment to raise the income threshold for free school meals instead of providing them for all students. And it, they wanted to raise it uh, so that more people would be able to get it, but it would still not be for everybody. Millionaires and those would still not get it. Well, it, that was defeated 59 to 70. Money doesn't grow on trees, Bennett said in a floor speech. We need to prioritize and we need to focus on the things that are important. The students who can't afford lunch are important. We should give the money to them that can't afford it, the parents that can't afford it, but not to everybody. But that's socialism, and that's what we're doing in Minnesota, is we are developing a system uh, where, you know, we we saw it happen the, the first, I think, the first week that this particular Democratic-controlled legislature uh, was in session. We said every bathroom, male and female, in the state, in all of our schools in Minnesota, are going to have um, period products for, uh, you know, if you're menstruating, you'll be able to get free uh, pads and uh, menstrual type things. And somebody had the audacity to say, um, I'm sorry, why do we need them in boys' locker rooms, in boys' bathrooms? And the woman actually said, am I right, Kenny? The woman actually said, not only girls menstruate. Really? So, can a boy get pregnant? No. Well, I... No. Anyway, let's go to Tom from Port Wing. No, no, first Tom, up, we're uh, going in order. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed Jeff. I was looking at my sheet here, and I went right over the top. That's all right, that's sorry, why I'm Jeff. here, Brad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> One of the reasons you're here. Jeff, good Hi, afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. And, you know, I remember when I went to school, we didn't have food at grade school. But when I went to junior high, they started providing hot lunch. And it was optional. Yeah. In other words, it was there if you needed it. And I thought that that really made, it was an upgrade for us. We were on welfare. My ma uh, got, was a single parent, and we got food from Salvation Army once a week. And, uh, you know, she had food stamps. I remember helping her count them when we went to the grocery store so i mean it was a different time and i really thought that she we benefited from the help i mean my brothers and sisters are, are now professionals in america and society and we really needed it really helped us out. so yeah i think you're right it should go to the people that need it that because, need it uh, I, I i i i'm grateful for what we had um but i wasn't greedy either you know no no and that you know, and I think that's uh, that's part of the whole structure here, Jeff, is I think, you know, kids kind of know early on if their parents uh, are pretty well off, you know, if mom and dad uh, make a good living and they got money in the bank and, and they can buy them the best clothes to go to school and they can go on vacations and things, the parents kind of yeah. know that. And uh, so I, I don't think they would be offended by not being able to get a free meal yeah. ticket. Yeah, I think you're right. And one thing I will say is it then establishes, it did it for me anyway when I was a kid. You know, whatever I had was good enough. I didn't need 
a diamond watch yes. or something like that. Yes. You know, just having a watch was a luxury. So what I'm trying to say is I've always lived a simple lifestyle. I don't need all the luxuries that some people want or, you know, some are born with a silver spoon in their mouth or whatever they say. Yeah. But I think it, you can sustain a simple life throughout your whole life and not uh, feel like you're missing out. Because life isn't about material things anyway. But it, is, it did feel good to have a hot meal, uh, you know, a Oh, no, my no doubt about it. That was my I, I remember I was, uh, I was privileged enough to have uh, a grandmother up in Brookston who uh, was actually the lunch lady in the elementary school up there. And I oh. remember going to school a number of times, and she made some fantastic meals with oh, these commodities yeah. that would come to the schools. And, yeah. man, it was some good stuff. I know what you're saying, yeah. Well, good conversation, Brad. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, now let's go to Tom from Port Wing before our Minnesota break. Uh, Tom, is is this wrong to not uh, want to be? Because see, here's here's I think another part of this discussion. For those that uh, really want to work and achieve something in life, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to be the highest paid person that graduates from your high school, your senior class. Well, more power to you. Work hard. Uh, try to get more than the other guy. That's the one thing I always liked about sales is that sales, you made more than the next guy if you worked harder than that person. Yeah, I, I guess I wanted to talk about the election here in Wisconsin, but I, I do have a curious question about uh, this uh, paying for all of those meals because so much of what happens at school, I'm sure you know this as a former school board president, um, is tied to that federal lunch program. They determine yes. so many different things from that, and it seems like Minnesota would be, uh, you know, going around that whole uh, process of determining, you know, what you get. At You're absolutely right. Funding sources yeah, I, are tied to that, Yes. So I don't know how that affects that, but I, that might work against the state of Minnesota. But I, I really quick wanted to say something. Uh, here in Wisconsin, we have an election uh, next week, uh, Tuesday. And really? This is, yeah, this has to do with uh, the Wisconsin Supreme Court. And I want people to kind of get a heads up and start thinking about this. You know, I, I'm anticipating everybody on next week, Tuesday, is going to be going to the polls. Because there's a primary, there's four candidates, there's only one that I'm endorsing, and that would be uh, Judge Kelly. You know, we, we have two far-left woke uh, candidates that are, uh, really could bollocks up the whole works of where Wisconsin is going on the Supreme Court. And as you know, Brad, these are important positions because... They're very important. These are, yeah, these are decisions that are made at the Wisconsin Supreme Court that have throw the uh, whole process in a certain direction. You know, and if you want the direction to be pro-abortion, uh, pro-craziness uh, uh, like uh, Nikki Haley was saying, you know, we, we really have a choice between sanity and insanity or whatever, you know. Uh, now, Judge Kelly, is, is that... Is that Kelly with a K-E-L-L-Y, or how does he, yes. he or she? Yep, that's exactly how it is. And, and there's four candidates that are going to be whittled down four to two, and then in April there will be the election. So, you know, okay. people got to start thinking about this stuff now. It's next week, Tuesday. 
the 21st. I, I know we're at the 14th now. It's a week away, but I didn't want to get too far ahead. So I want people Absolutely. to kind of start thinking about where they're going to be next Tuesday. Okay? All right. Very good. Thank you. We've got to go to our Minnesota news break. We'll be back uh, before too long. KDAL. What's happening? Michigan State University. Several victims of a shooting. Our Spartan hearts hang heavy. We cannot allow this to continue. Check in at the top of the hour. What is traversing our own airspace? We're calling them uh, objects. I'm much more concerned about the Chinese and the Martians. And get the very latest. CPI inflation number up half a one percent. Today's news. I'm Nikki Haley. Is on. And I'm running for president. This is KDAL, 6 and AM and FM at 103.9. KDAL time is 1256, light rain, 38 degrees. So President Biden uh, is calling on Congress to act on gun measures following the Michigan shooting. Brad, why is it when these things happen and they're tragic that the president and Democrats in general, we need gun measures? Does that does that solve these problems? Does that no, it put an end but, to them? But it makes them feel good. It makes them feel like in the eyes of the electorate they're doing something. But if when anybody in, looks in fact, at the legislation that's being done, it's not being done. And I'm not suggesting that there needs to be legislation. These are these are people that are they're they're they're, they're crazy. They're psychotic. They're filled yes. with evil intentions, and exactly. they don't need guns necessarily. I mean, he shot and killed himself. Well, gun measures. Yeah, they, what does that mean? I, I don't know. I mean, and and the crazy measures they come up with. Who's going to make the decision on a red flag issue? Who gets to make right. that decision? You know that the that the person really is psychotic at this point, and it's not just a ex wife, ex boyfriend uh, trying to uh, get even with them by saying, "Oh, that person shouldn't have a gun. They got a gun. Well, they shouldn't have it." I, I don't know a lot of details about this. I don't know if this person had this gun legally, illegally. I, I don't know any details, but I do know that Biden commented. He said, "Too many American communities have been devastated by gun violence," and he called on Congress to enact common sense gun reforms. What does he mean by that? <laughs> Well, that's how about common good, sense citizens? Yeah, sounds good. I mean, common sense does sound good. Here, here's another common sense thing. I want you to think about this as we go to this next break and come back with our last hour here today. Minnesota legislature, we have had, we have just said that we want to feed every kid that goes to school, regardless of the income level of the people. Right? We want to do that. But yet when it comes to taxing Social Security benefits a second time, because they've already been taxed when people pay their Social Security and put it into their retirement account. Now we want to say in the state of Minnesota, well, we're willing to drop Social Security payments for most people. But those of you out there that are really wealthy, you can afford to pay the taxes. You can afford an extra tax on Social Security payments. You got money. Well, yeah, you got money to feed your kids, too. But you just gave everybody a free meal ticket. It makes no sense. It's like we're like they're social engineering a class of people. Strange what we're going through in this. Anyway, keep in mind, Judge Kelly, if you're from Wisconsin, you might want to vote for that judge uh, next week. It might uh, bring some common sense back to the state Supreme Court over in Wisconsin. 
We come back with our number three. We still got a whole lot to talk about, folks, so please don't leave us. And uh, if you want to join in the fun today, 722-0839. That's area code 218-722-0839. You're listening to Sound Off on 610 KDAL Radio.